In this episode of the Science and Spirituality podcast, I had the privilege of interviewing an amazing psychologist and therapist from Oregon. Her name is Dr. Jocelyn Salas. So here's a quick bio on her. Dr. Jocelyn Salas is a practicing counseling psychologist with over 20 years of experience. She specializes in holistic and integrative wellness, blending evidence-based psychology and interventions with spiritual practices, astrology, hypnotherapy, past life regression, and energy healing. Jocelyn's unique approach to the counseling process allows for the unique energy vibration of each person to guide the healing, transformation, and shift within the mental and emotional body. And everything I just read to you in her bio is exactly what we covered. We went really into all of these different aspects of her work. And after we stopped recording the episode, Jocelyn had shared that it felt like in a way, like a lecture that she usually gives for her students at a university in Oregon, where she's a professor. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree because we touched on many of these different topics and how she blends not only her traditional psychology and therapy, but also these uh, more ancient practices, which many people consider as new, consider as new age, but I believe that they're uh, long since been around, but uh, in our more Western world, and in this case, uh, modern healing in terms of say like psychology, and that's very regulated, it's usually not a common thing. And so it was really fascinating to hear her approach and how she integrates these different techniques. So we do get into spiritual practices, astrology, hypnotherapy, uh, energy healing that she includes in her practice. And it was really a breath of fresh air because at least in my perception, I've been to therapy for a handful of sessions. I have had clients who actually are therapists. Um, and my brother, Chris, he's been to therapy. And so uh, we have some awareness of the the psychology world and we know it's very regulated. There's a lot of uh, uh, regulations and there's like boards so that you have to uh, uh, pass like tests and it's very regulated, which is great. But it could also be very uh, limiting in some ways that there's a lot of red tape around it. But this is such a really a great conversation with with Jocelyn because it helped me open up my mind to what's possible with psychology and with therapy. So I hope you enjoy it. And I hope this helps you in shifting your perception about therapy and psychology and how it could be used to help you in your life. So enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy-to-understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. So Jocelyn, I'm so looking forward to having this conversation with you. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Kevin. Yeah, it's been a pleasure already getting to know you before we hit record, but I'm looking forward to diving deeper and getting to know you more. So speaking of which, I'd love to hear your story of how you got into the work that you do as a psychologist, as well as blending astrology and energy healing and other modalities into your practice. Yeah, yeah. So I've actually been a therapist for 20 years. Kind of that, I've been a psychologist. And I think like all healers, all helpers, we get into this field because of our own journeys, our own experiences, 
they call us wounded healers. We're mm. wanting to give back because of our own experiences. So I started pretty traditionally as a psychologist, as a psychologist and therapist, just wanting to help people, taking the only avenue that I knew was available, very traditional schooling. Um, and then I had some losses and some challenges in my own life and went through my own therapy, which was helpful, very helpful. But I found it didn't it didn't address some of the deeper seated things that I have. I guess we're always there, but certain situations just kind of break that open and kind of highlight those to see. So then I I started reading a lot of self-help books. And then I had a pretty significant loss early in my life, um, a death, which then had me asking all the questions anybody asks. What happened? Where is this person? What does it mean? Why? <laughs> Why me? All those questions. And then I just kind of moved into spirituality books. And being somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm an astrologer, I'm sure we'll get there, but I have a lot of air in my chart. So I like to read, I like to study, I like to make sense of stuff. So I just head first, just started reading, 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 reading for years. And all the spirituality stuff, the metaphysical stuff, it's like, well, this is what I've been looking for. This, mm. this is what I've, this makes so much sense to me, to me. And I also read a lot of religious texts because I do did work with people from different religious backgrounds. And I wanted to understand that too. Um, but I, I just found that through learning about, especially energy, well, that just blew my mind wide open. Learning that we're, I mean, we're these multidimensional beings. And here I am as a therapist, only addressing the cognitive and the emotional. Mm. Um, doctors address the physical, not recognizing how interconnected that was. And, and in our training, they do teach us that, right? Oh, if you're stressed out, it'll affect your, your physical body. Right. But the more I read, the more I realized, whoa, we are so much more than this. So then I started getting my own healings and I'd go to astrologers, I'd go to energy healers and psychics, um, mediums, channels, and it, it just, everything changed for me. Everything changed for me. So then I was like, I gotta do this. I gotta learn how to do this. And there were certain things that I felt more comfortable learning in the beginning, such as energy healing. Um, I'm sure your viewers know we all have the capacity to do this. Mm. We all have the capacity to self-heal. Um, Reiki is the energy healing modality that I use. So I started studying. And again, I love to learn. So I just got my husband jokes. I have like my business card has like all these certifications because <laughs> I'm integrative provider and astrologer and Reiki healer and hypnotherapist. So I just started learning and learning and learning over the years. And, you know, Kevin, it's amazing. Just the right clients came to me. The right mm. clients came to me. It, it, it was, I didn't even have to bring it up. They would just say, do you know anything about energy healing? Or, you know, I've really been interested in astrology, but I just don't know anybody who does it. And voila, here I, here I am. Uh -huh. And I can right. that. So it was a slow progression, I think, like anyone, but that's recognizing how much it helped me. And then very slowly over time, learning more and more. And I mean, I've had great mentors, great teachers. There's wonderful books out there <laughs> I can mm. read forever. So that's kind of slowly how I started integrating the spiritual, metaphysical, 
energetic modalities into my work. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been beautiful. I'm curious, how long ago did that start for you of like going down more of the spiritual route? 20 years ago, (laughs) 20 years ago. Yes. So it was relatively in the beginning of your practice. It it, it was, it was, um, I got into it. I mean, it was, but I didn't integrate it right right away because Mm, I didn't feel confident. It's like the more you you learn the more you're like oh man I have no idea what I'm doing here like yes. there's so much more <laughs> just all these questions right so I just didn't feel real confident integrating it yet um mm. but yeah it, it's been a slowly t- slow 20 year progression and like I said when I would uh like with somatic healing when I would be in the the thick of learning that it's it's like 80 percent of my clients were do you know anything about somatic healing? Wow. Do you know, I've got this thing with my hip and my doctor doesn't know what it is. And it was just perfect. And then when I got to astrology and started learning and, you know, doing it for myself and, and my, my friends, the right clients just came and mm. it made it, it, made it really easy for me. I, I feel like I've been very lucky, although I think I've been guided very yeah, lucky and even working in state and governmental and County institutions, I think they just kind of saw it was working and they saw how excited I was and they just kind of let me and it was supportive Mm. and people are graduating and meeting their goals and it worked. Right. So I think my journey was a little easier in that regard, having people that really, I think, just trusted my judgment um, and supported me. That's awesome. Yeah, I I know. I'd love to hear more just to dive a little bit deeper, Mm -hmm. especially since you were sharing that. It sounded like, as you said, like the county, the state, like different organizations mm-hmm. that you were with, they actually yeah. supported that because your clients, your patients were getting results. So yes, you said it was relatively yes. easy, but tell me more about like that integration. Cause it's a very, not, it's a, not a common thing. I think it's getting more. It common. isn't like one quick note. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's in the last like five or 10 years that there are now degrees that you can get in spiritual psychology, you which can. is cool. But yes. that's relatively new. So what was right. that journey like for you to integrate? Yeah. So in in therapy, as a, as a psychologist, as a therapist, you using the client's belief system is mainstream. That's ah. if you're a Christian, if you have no belief system at all, that's part of how people make meaning of their life. And right. as a therapist, you want to bring that in. How do you find hope when things feel hopeless. So spirituality is a belief system. So when clients come in and they say, I believe my angels are guiding me, or I believe my deceased child is, is teaching me from the other side. We're allowed to integrate that because it's their belief system, as long as it doesn't do harm, right? right? As long as it's not hurting anybody, including themselves. And really it helps them meet their goals. Therapy is all about what are you here to to learn how to cope, to minimize symptoms. And if a client is doing that, therapy does allow for that. Excuse me. Therapy does allow for that. Now, it isn't a hundred percent me just doing a past life regression. It isn't. Uh, So there's a lot of traditional therapy things in there, but we just interweave or just, I did, I just braided different things. And half the time, Kevin, the client would say it to me, Jocelyn. So I know my mercury is in, uh, is in Gemini in the third house. 
what do you think that means? And so it was <laughs> like, it, it's already part of what they believe and how they make meaning. So it was, it was easier to do it that way. Mm. Also, when you get certified, because I've been certified in these different modalities, as a licensed therapist, if you're certified and you have the experience and you have the supervision, you can practice. You can nice. practice under your license. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Which is why I said I really felt like I had to be confident and right. competent and get the experience and the practice. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it's a very fine line, Kevin. Yeah. I you bet. know, it's no different than if somebody says, I pray or I, I, um, I have this little ritual of blessing my food at night. It's, I don't know. There's just so many different ways to, to do that. So, right. yeah, that's great to hear. Cause I, and I think that's a breath of fresh air. I, I, for me, but I imagine that someone listening as well. Cause mm -hmm. if I've been, I've gone to a handful of therapy sessions and I see where you're coming from, but in my mm -hmm. viewpoint, cause it's not obviously my profession. I didn't know that it was so welcoming of all these different kind of belief systems and obviously yeah. supporting them like a, a patient, a client, like in that, I didn't know that that was kind of like a, um, not, not, not a rule, but like a, a guideline that therapists yeah. really work from because yeah. I'm not a therapist. So I just, yeah. Oh, and believe me, I've talked to my board and even just being like licensed and yeah. professional insurance and liability insurance. Right. I mean, I'm sort of, I have liability insurance as a Reiki practitioner in a right. counseling practice. So they're out there. <laughs> they're not yep. mainstream, but they're out there. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, like I said, breath of fresh air for sure, because I, at least I think a commonality, a com common thing people know is that as like a therapist or a psychologist, like mm -hmm. it's very regulated in a good way I know it is. because there's, I mean, decades now of experience and then, you know, regulations to support and help. But then yes. that could also sometimes be uh, kind of like the red tape. Whereas that's why I was in a way like surprised or having that breath mm -hmm. of fresh air of like, oh, that's welcome. Mm -hmm. Like it's not something yeah. that's taboo to include these things, but yeah, that's great. Like, it, but not many psychologists or therapists probably do that because they, like you said, or that they, it just seems like it's just that they don't have the training or the certifications or the interest. Right, right. And, and there is, like I've talked to psychologists that will say, you know, Jocelyn, sometimes some of these things might contradict what we're being taught in therapy, mm. such as <laughs> we're simply a mind and our mind is, is it, you know? Right. But going, you go back to the client's belief system. I, I feel like that's what makes it work. I mean, if I think right. this mouse is, gives me positive energy, if I believe that <laughs> and it works for me and it doesn't hurt anything. What's the harm, right? right? What's the harm? Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, because I want to go a little bit further now into your way of approaching your work. Like, mm -hmm. you actually shared this as a question that I, you had recommended I ask, and so this is actually funny that's coming up, yeah. and it feels right right now. That yeah. how do you actually choose what you do Very support people question. with? Love that question. Yes. So. As a therapist, when people come into your office, we usually find that some people are more cognitive, they're problem solvers, they think things through, they ruminate on things, they worry on things. Um, they're very cerebral, cerebral. Everything is about problem solving and they're in their, their head. Some of us are more emotional. We feel things. 
we experience them and we have, I call it water element, but we have a lot of emotion to us. And then some of us are more doers, which I consider the fire energy. We just get in, just tell me what to do, Jocelyn, and I'll do it. This, I got this habit and I got this routine and I don't need to feel it. I don't need to think about it. I just need to do it. So when you're interviewing a client, when a client first comes in, you just get to know them. And just by talking, I like to ask this question, tell me about your day. When they tell me everything they do, well, they're probably a doer, right? They probably have a lot of fire. If they tell me what they think about all day, <laughs> they're a thinker. So in, in counseling, it's this little triangle where it's what you think, what you feel, and what you do. It all influences each other, right? Mm -hmm. So if if let's say you overthink everything, Kevin, and you just have to process it and analyze it and make sense of it, then we start there. I go, okay. So Kevin is a thinker. We take what's natural for you, what you already do every day, right? It's easier. You're you're more able to access that because you do it every day. It's just part of your patterns and your default. So in that case, Kevin, I would probably start with a very traditional evidence-based cognitive behavioral, maybe approach because that's how you think, right? Mm. If you're a feeler and you come in and tell me everything you're feeling and you feel it for this person and you feel it for the world. We're going to work on somatic stuff. We're going to work on the body because the body holds those feelings. We're going to do energy work. We're going to start there because that's probably where you're holding it. Does that make sense? It's just Absolutely. natural for you. It's easier for you to feel energy through you because you already feel everything. Right. right. And for people who are people who are doers, that's more of an interesting one. Um, they tend to be more external, right? Like accomplished tasks, to-do lists. Um, if I get it done, they're just more outward and external, right? So so we start there. We find their motivations that are external. We start with the outside world to kind of slowly bring it in. Mm. And you know, Kevin, as I and, and, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which one you are because if you start shifting and understanding how you feel, then shifts how you think which will influence what you do, which again, influences how you feel. So that's kind of, I get a sense of how the person is, their natural, I call it their constitution, their natural mm. way of being, right? Yep. Some people are talkers. Some people just want information and they want to make sense of it. So that's just part of the getting to know somebody. I'm pointing over here because that's where my client sits. <laughs> um, it's just part of getting to know somebody. And then once we've established their strengths, right? I always ask clients, what lights you up? Because that's your soul speaking. Right. Oh, I love being in nature. Or like me, oh, I love just getting lost in a book. Or I love being with people. You kind of take again, what's natural for them? What are their strengths? And you start there. We start there. And then we slowly translate that, extend that out into other domains of their life. Um. And, you know, it really depends on what people's goals are, too. If they're coming in, they're like, oh, man, Jocelyn, these headaches, can't get rid of these headaches. And my neurologist says everything's fine. My doctor, these medications aren't working. Hmm. Then we know maybe we need to like, kind of look deeper in that. So we'll do hypnotherapy. We'll do a past life regression. If it aligns with their beliefs, right. Kevin, if it aligns yeah. with their beliefs. So much of this is belief-centered, right? Sure. If you believe it, it's more likely to do something for you, which is why we start with people's natural way of being. Right. Uh, 
I'm trying to think what else. Oh, astrology. I love using astrology, especially when people don't know. And I'm like, what lights you up? I don't know. Okay, well, when did you last laugh? What'd you laugh about? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, well, let's look at astrology because I don't know how familiar, familiar you are with that. But if you look at one's natal chart, it'll give you a basic idea of like the underlying energy. Because mm -hmm. we all have an energetic kind of fingerprint that's very right. unique to us. Okay. And so we kind of all look there and I'll go, wow, you know, you've got a lot of energy in the fifth house. Tell me about your creativity and tell me about, um, you know, your hobbies or those kinds of things, or mm. maybe it's a lot of 11th house, you know, connections and friends and community and network. So it gives us a place to start, right? It gives us a place to start. Mm. And people with like very deep seated wounds, we look in astrology, there's something called a Chiron we can look at. It's fascinating, Kevin. It gives you the age. So it's like we just shaved off six months of therapy because let's go straight to 14 in your elementary school. Let's talk about that. Mm. And, and it's just fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. I would, tell me more about that because I've heard of Chiron and how it is applies or you know yes. speaks to someone's like major challenge exactly. going on. but tell me more because especially like i think of someone listening and may have no idea like i i, sure. I would agree like i have like a basic understanding of these things sure. but i've not dived dove deeper into that yes so in astrology most of us know our sun sign that's the main one most of us know but there are right. so many other either calculations or actual planets right that also influence or have an influence it's an energetic influence nothing's right. you know it, it's a it's a way of how something can affect you energetically so mm. the chiron is this little calculation in your chart that in the degree will tell you the age which is fascinating with the six month orb of the area of your life and the age of your life where there's been some deep-seated wound it's the wound it's the hurt. It's the shame. It is. It's the fear. And it's usually something that you, you just can't shake. It's not always a trauma. Some people think it has to be a trauma. It has to be a wound to you, to the mm. person, right? And that's so subjective. But you look at the age of that, the degree of that, and then you look at the house and you look at the zodiac sign, and that gives you information into Again, the energy of it, right? right and the right. area of your life, is it with relationships? Is it in the childhood? Is it with your physical body, the physical yeah. body? So when you look at that, and I'll tell you, Kevin, I don't even have to finish explaining it and clients will go, oh, with the abortion sure. or, right. oh yeah, that was, we don't talk about that, you know, mm -hmm. but it's something that keeps showing up. So when people have patterns in their life, dating the wrong person every time, um, issues in parenting or with work or something that just keeps showing up. And it's always cyclical, right? Because it's a, it's a cycle. When we look at Chiron, it just helps us go straight to the energy of what that is. And sometimes right. clients aren't consciously aware, especially if it happens before the age of three. We're right. not consciously aware. And that's where hypnotherapy can come in. Hmm. That's where right. a past life regression and I'm just currently being trained and finishing up my training in QHHT, if you know what that is, the I've quantum healing therapy yep. technique. It's a Dolores Cannon nice. hypnotherapy technique. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you know, we probably, probably, I'm probably going to do something like that to just speak more to a subconscious level right? and get out of the brain. You know, our, we can only remember yep. what we can remember. Right. So yeah, I, I hope that helps explain that. It's just a little, and, and clients don't have to know that your astrologer will know that, mm -hmm. um, you know, let, right. let them kind of interpret that for you. Definitely. Yeah. What's your, what's your take on, let's go kind of like zoom out a little bit. Like okay. as you've obviously learned and gotten trained in astrology, like mm -hmm. you even mentioned mm -hmm. the word calculation when you referred to Chiron, mm -hmm. how would you relate that to say like a more scientific approach? Cause I personally believe it is mm -hmm. a scientific approach. I think it's right. gotten uh, a bad reputation over the years that it's like uh, just some random thing that sure, like, yeah, you can look at a chart and all, and it's maybe give you insight, but like some people don't believe, I don't, I don't think that anyone listening to our podcast would say that, but <laughs> I think sure. know, knowing our audience is like science and spirituality. It's like, how do you see it as a scientific approach uh, using astrology? I see it as, yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll just share my, my usage of it is understanding the energy of these right. calculations i let the software do the calculations to be honest <laughs> nice i don't use the empress i don't do that right i let the software do all that for me and then i just interpret it through the lens of what the client's coming into therapy for right my understanding is it's a frequency it's an energy it's an electromagnetic it's a mm. it's a energy pull right like the moon has an energy pull right. it has an energy influence and for example let's say um well like i have a sagittarius moon right and if i'm under a sagittarius moon that's more aligned to my unique energy frequency mm. my unique energy frequency let's say you have a cancer moon that's not going to be as aligned to you kevin uh, when we're under a Sagittarius moon. Right. Therefore, I'm going to feel the effects of that more because it aligns. Mm. The frequency, the energy field is more congruent and it it attracts, if that right. makes sense. 100%. Um, so like when people go, oh, it's a full moon. Oh, everything's crazy. No, 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 no. It looks, you have to look at your moon sign, your moon sign. And the phase that you were born under affects that too. Is that if that makes sense. So, and it's the zodiac sign too, the energy of the zodiac. So, let's say you're a Cancer Moon, right? I'm just making this up. I'm a Leo Moon. If you want to give that example, okay, okay. <laughs> so, okay, so we're both Fire Moons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you like, yeah, if you're a Fire Moon and you're under, and you're let's say under a Cancer Moon, a Water Moon, Kevin, we're not going to feel that as significantly. Right. It's not going to influence us as much because our energy frequency isn't isn't matching that mm. it's like if you're in a negative mood if you're around a negative person it's gonna like amplify that or for us it's in crisis when you're in crisis you need somebody who's calm you need their mm. energy to just bring you down right they need to talk different their whole energy needs to be different even taking things out of the room you might notice that crisis rooms don't even have things in them because it's too much right mm. so to me, it's more of how your energy frequency aligns with what's happening, I guess, in the cosmos. Right. And also just by transit, what's happening in every month and every day. You know, the moon moves every two and a half days it moves. So that's how I look at it. That is how I've understood it and how I've been trained in it. Mm. It has an energy and it's how you use that energy. Right. Right. So let's say you are under a Leo moon. 
um, and, and under the moon phase in which you were born. Wow, Kevin, you're really going to feel that. That's when I would encourage you, make those bold moves, Kevin. That's when you would launch something or get on a stage. All those Leo characteristics that are positive, the courageous, the leader, the teacher. The, the other the other part of that is it also amplifies maybe more of the lower vibration of that, which could be maybe being a bit selfish, right? Or maybe being a bit, um, I'm not saying that's for you because yeah. I'm sure you're the high vibration of that. But again, it's a choice, right? right? We have free will. So it's not like every full moon you're going to be on a stage and be creative and just, you know, bring everybody up with you as a leader. It means you have that potential is stronger for you in that moment. Mm. So you might as well use it. You might right. as well use it. Yeah, we use it even for clients trying to get pregnant. That's just always a fun one for me. Mm. Um, looking at when would be best, which is cancer, by the way, when are you more likely, right? You can get pregnant anytime or not get pregnant anytime. Right. But we use the energies as they align to the client's natal chart mm. and try to align them to support them. And there's aspects and how planets affect. There's just so much to it, which right. is why I use the software and let that do all the mathematics and I just interpret it. Right. That's great. I yeah. really uh, loved your viewpoint. And this is how personally I've uh, accepted more and more over the years, astrology as a unique tool that is not just woo-woo. It's not just like some crazy thing out there, but it it is very scientific is that you just look at the moon and the effects that it has on at the very least, our ocean, let alone people in general. Like my, for example, like my wife is a night shift nurse, a pediatric night shift nurse. Yeah. And over the last seven years that she's been a night shift nurse, whenever there's a full moon, something, mm -hmm. it's just always busier. When crazy. they staff like, up. Yeah. They 100%. staff up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's well known. And so like, it's, it's a pattern that they follow. So um, we know that with the moon. And so why wouldn't it be true for all the planets in our solar system and then how it connects with us? Like, Exactly. Especially the inner planets. And again, this is mm. assuming we believe we're multidimensional and we are energy beings and that the energy of the plants around us affect us. Right. You know, the energy of everything, everything. And some of us, depending on our unique energy signature, are more... We feel that more, we're more sensitive to it. Um, I mean, we all, but it influences everybody, but some of us are more sensitive to it. And I think the more we tune in, that's something I always tell my clients is teaching them to know their unique energy signature. They don't need me to tell it to them. They need to feel it, notice it, understand it. So then, you know, they don't need me eventually. They're, they're doing that for themselves. Right. And just when you know who you are, and you align your thoughts and your actions and your emotions to that, that's alignment. That's mm -hmm. congruency. Right. That's when life happens. That's when literally you manifest what you want instead of what you don't want, unknowingly, unconsciously. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. There's so much we just uncovered <laughs> or, or just talked about that we can probably go further on, but um I'd love to hear more about other modalities that you integrate because obviously astrology being one of them, you also mentioned like somatic healing and energy healing, Reiki, yes. all of that. Yes. Um, I know Reiki can be done in person and or online, remotely. like virtually, mm -hmm. remotely, mm -hmm. as you call it. But mm -hmm. um, 
And I, I know you talked about already about how you intuitively know, or based on what obviously you hear from your client, mm -hmm. that there's different things you use for different people based on like where they're at. But right. when someone is needing or ready for something yeah. like an energy healing, tell me about that. Like, how does that go? Yeah. So I, I, my approach is very different. I talk to my clients through the whole thing. I like to do that because I want them to feel it. I want them to notice. I mean, it's lovely if I can say, oh, I feel a lot of stagnation and old energy in your neck. But if they can't feel that and notice that, it doesn't help them in the long run, right? right. So so generally when I do, a, a, I do like, I kind of blend it all. It's like hypnotherapy, therapy, and energy healing all in one <laughs> just because I can and we get make more use of our time. But as I'm, excuse me, Kevin, as I'm moving through their energy field, I'll just talk to them and I'll ask them, you know, what do you feel here? And I tell them what I feel there. And something about what, if I'll say like, okay, honey, it feels like I'm being drawn in, like it feels sticky or it feels like, whoa, you have so much energy moving through your neck. I'll just kind of guide them visually because visual visualization is our right brain and it's it's one of the techniques we use, especially in hypnotherapy, to help the body move energy up and down and through and to help it flow. So I'll just verbally guide them through, you know, feel those tissues moving in, feel the energy slowing, because you can have too much energy too. People mm. always focus on the stagnations, but you can have too much energy moving through and your system is like, whoa, this is too much. So I just kind of guide them through the balancing of it, or I'll say, this is feeling to the left. And usually they'll go, okay, yeah, I feel that. I'm like, so let's guide that to the middle. And then they'll feel that. And then we just sit with that. And I'll, I'll say, how do you feel this? How do you sense this? I sense it as a frequency, like a, a buzzing is how I feel it. Like even now talking about it, my left hand is lighting up. It feels like it's on pins and needles. But some clients see it as like a color or they see it as a symbol, a lot of sacred geometry. They'll see it that I don't even know what it is, but, or it'll be a memory. And so we just want to align it to the frequency of that chakra. So it's, it's guided and it's all about balancing and matching and help the client verbally say out loud what it is they're experiencing. And then we'll try to bring in the feeling of what they're seeking because everything's intentional. I don't just say, here, let me do an energy healing. It's, it's my dear, what are we wanting to bring in? What do you feel you need? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, you do. What, what do you feel you need? I just want to feel peace. Beautiful. So then we align things to the peace. And when they're like, if something feels stuck, you help them visualize peace. And when they felt peace. So you energy map that. It's like when you have an emotion, it has an energy field. And then we balance to that. Because that's what they're wanting for mm. their body in that moment. And the more a client understands and can feel like, oh, I felt that shift. Or sometimes they don't at all, but they feel it afterward. That's them understanding their energy field. Mm. That makes sense. So when they're out of alignment, they might notice that more. You know, Or when they're in alignment, they're going to recognize what that feels like. Because we've talked about it and they've experienced right. it. Um, you know, a good therapist puts themselves out of business, right? So mm. it's about helping them get to the place where they know they can do this. Right. I just help guide that. But ultimately, it's about them feeling their own energy. 
And there's nothing more exciting than when a client comes in and goes, Jocelyn, I felt it. I felt uh-huh. it. And it's like, yes, that light, I saw it. It's like, yes. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know if that answers your question. Um, okay. And that's just my approach because right. that's what I've seen be beneficial. And maybe just with the clients I I work with, that's how they tend to respond best. Right. So, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we use crystals and I use singing bowls for the different frequencies that we're mm. working on. And it's beautiful because in therapy, you get to know like, gosh, there's a lot of heart chakra stuff here. You know, I go in with this sense of, I kind of know what I'm, what we're going to focus on mm. instead of let's just see. I don't like, I like it to be intentional. Right. Which I'm not surprised given again, your training. Like I imagine that you have not only obviously as a therapist, like you discover what's someone is needing based on what they mm-hmm. share, but then uh, do you happen to find that you intuitively know as well at sometimes? You know, it's funny or you no? say that, Kevin. I never, I don't. Yes. Yes. Um, and yet I don't always share that because I'm still trusting that guidance. I mean, and we all know, right. right, intuitively. But yeah, I work with my own guides and have kind of my rules and regulations. Like this yep. side of my body means this, this side of my body means this. Right. Um, but it's really cool. One thing clients tell me, I just think this is fascinating because I don't see it this way. But when I do energy healings, they'll say, yeah, Jocelyn, I f- saw you as this little purple light and you're just bouncing around me and I think that's so fascinating because when I do my own clearing my creative color is always purple and I just think that's so fascinating that Mm. my clients we are when you have a relationship you really learn to love and care for your clients so there's already that connection it's so much more than just going and seeing somebody once and walking away you know definitely so I, I think that it gets felt and Sometimes I'll feel things in my body and I've just learned to say it out loud. Nice. Like I'm feeling yeah. something in my left ear and they're like, yeah, I'm rubbing my ear right now if we're doing a remote healing. And mm. so I don't know. I, I don't want to give that maybe more emphasis than I'm ready to at this point, but sure. I am trying to develop that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like there's a, the very least like some confirmation in that aspect that like, and I totally get where it you're is. coming from with the that approach that again, it's not you saying like, here's what's happening. It's like, you're allowing the client to speak and share. And if it aligns Mm -hmm. with what you're intuitively picking up, great. If not, then clearly you don't make any meaning of it, but yeah, it sounds like more often than not, like it's more aligning, which that's fascinating. Again, how like your many clients have seen you as like a purple or black or white. And that I just, because I always (laughs) ask for their feedback. Like what, did anything surprise you? Um, was there anything that really stuck out for you? You know, because yep. we want to catch that after those first few moments because mm. we tend to lose it. Right. Um, and that's something that they'll just say like, oh, you're just this purple light. And I'm, oh, I love that. <laughs> I just love that. I don't know why you shared that. I just think that's right. beautiful. But I think it just speaks to the intuitive nature that they can feel and sense me. They right. can't without any energy training. It's just right. I'm in their energy field. And man, what a vulnerable place to do. Mm. um in vulnerable place to be in somebody's energy field it feels like i'm in their soul and it's just such an honor and privilege it just feels right it's just beautiful yeah it's oh, awesome. the best job in the world kevin <laughs> best job in the world that's great I, I love that 
Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating when those things kind of line up. Um, but I imagine that now after many, many years, like it's no surprise to you, but still I find it amazing that things like that happen. Like I call them synchronicities, but yes. like after you've really gotten to know how literally everything is one, everything is connected, then it's no surprise. But again, it still is amazing because like we've, I'd say most people in the world still don't live their life from that lens that everything and all, all beings are one. So we are interconnected so deeply. Right. Yeah. I, I, I tell my friends, I feel like my clients do more for me because it's so ironic that they, even before I, I integrated the spirituality stuff and I, my colleagues, my psychologist colleagues tell me the same thing. Mm. My client will start talking about an issue, um, something in their life. And it fully mirrors what's happening in that, that therapist life, that psychologist mm. life. And mm -hmm. It's just this perfect, it's it's like they're highlighting for us what we need to see or right. it's just so, it's just so amazing. It's magic and miracles. I go home and my hubby's like, how was your day? Magic and miracles <laughs> every day. <laughs> right. Lucky me. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. That's awesome. It's just beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What else goes on your practice or what else would you like to share that? Like, cause I mean, as much as a, yeah. of a robust topic this is of like blending psychology yeah. therapy with all these different modalities that are, as we, we didn't actually say this yet on the recording, but that are ancient, that are more ancient than yeah. say like yeah. the more modern psychology. But um, what else would you like to share? Like something that might be valuable to a listener, like maybe using your own intuition in this, this case, because I yeah. honestly don't know what else to ask you that because it feels yeah. really well-rounded for what you shared about the way in which you approach your work already. Yeah. You know, something I think I'll share because I see it come up with clients. I, I also use tarot cards and Oracle cards. I don't know if I mentioned that mm. again, usually for people who are trying to make decisions, who, what direction do I take? Sometimes when we do use these modalities, I don't want to, sometimes we don't get exactly what we're expecting, such as, um, like doing a past life regression. I'll just use that for an example. A client comes in and wants to understand why I have this thing in my back that doctors don't know what it is and surgery doesn't help and all those things. We go through past life regression and it actually has nothing to do with their back. Mm. But something comes up that's useful or helpful or it almost highlights something they weren't seeing. So I, I always try to tell clients, let's try to remove our expectation because then we're attaching to outcome. And I think that's hard when you're really wanting an answer on this thing. And I know right. I've had that experience. I want to know where this comes from. And I want to know what to do here. And whether it's a tarot reading or some of the more metaphysical things, it doesn't always give us a clear answer, mm. which I believe means either we're not ready for that or getting that clear answer isn't the path. It's That's not where you're supposed to be. Right. Or that may not even be what it's really about, right? Maybe you need to address this thing first, or maybe we need you need to sit with the discomfort. Sometimes that's hard, just sitting with the discomfort of not having a clear answer mm. and learning to tolerate that and learning to accept that sometimes the tarot cards aren't going to say do this or that, or clients will be like, oh, I feel like it's saying all the same thing, but I, it's not clear. 
maybe it wasn't meant to be. And again, I don't know, but right. I, I I think whether it's therapy or any metaphysical spiritual modality, we go in with an intention and an expectation. Hmm. And sometimes we it's it's best to detach from that so that you can get what you need to get out of it. And you're not right. so focused on what does this have to do with work? What does this have to do with work? But yep. maybe it's it's not even about work. So I guess that's something that I see come up and you know, maybe just like to share with your listeners, no matter what modality it is. Right. Sometimes we get what we need, maybe not always what we cognitively think we need. Or want. I think it's more yeah. like, cause you know, as you were speaking and sharing like the word outcome or like a result or yes. something specific, like, I think that's just what we've been conditioned and programmed to believe like, and focus on as You're in right. our You're reality. So right, Kevin. It's just like, you know, what's the result? Where are you at? Like, what are you doing? Especially like the age old question. Like, I know this ties in with like our vocation, or our work, but like the age old question that most people when they were younger and even growing up in their teens, you know, young adulthood, it's like, what are you going to be when you grow up? What are you going to do? Like, it's all about the outcome, the result versus you're like so right. the experience that you're having in the moment or like what, like yeah. you said, is what you actually might like need in the moment, not what you actually might want or like the focus and the exactly. outcome. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. We're human beings, aren't we? Not yes. human doings. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Something I, I have all these little quotes all over my office and stuff. I love quotes. But something I always try to remind my clients is, you know, nothing is good or bad innately. Everything is neutral. Everything is neutral. It's it's our perspective and our perception and what we attach to that, make how right. we make meaning of that event, that person, that action, that decision. And instead of looking at it as good or bad, it's does it align? Mm. And, and is it congruent to my value system? Is it congruent to what I'm here for? Oh, North nodes are another beautiful thing to look at in astrology, kind of the guiding. It's like the North star is how I see it. The North node, what guides right. you, what's guiding your life. Um, does it align to that? Right. Does it align to that? So that's, that's hard for us. Cause like you said, we're not programmed and conditioned to do that, to just experience and be right. And find what aligns and which is why I think it's so important to know your natural energy field and even your thinking patterns. Again, this isn't just metaphysical, mm. know how you think, know how you perceive things, know what your default emotion is when you're disappointed. The more you understand who you are, the easier it is to recognize your influence in things and go, oh, that's just that experience showing up again and again, because it's what I'm used to. Right. And you can better align to who you are. Hmm. Um, so it's all about alignment, not is it right? Not is it good? Does it align? Is it congruent? Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that because yeah. it really does go beyond the mind, which again is another thing we've been yeah. so programmed to believe is like it's just all in your head. Um, but it goes way beyond that. Like you said, we're multidimensional beings. So right. I love that. It's alignment versus right or wrong or good or bad, which... Yes. Um, Part of my practice as a coach, I often teach my clients because I've been trained in traditional or like more like, um, I wouldn't call it surface level, but like very straightforward transformational life coaching. 
but then I also have taken it deeper to allow spirituality to guide the conversation as well and using your intuition, perception, imagination, all these things. And one of the things, it's very similar, I think just a different language, but saying the exact same thing is going beyond the pros and cons of something and actually diving deeper into longings and discontents and what you're called to versus, yeah, like what you intellectually think is right or wrong. Yes. And isn't it kind of sad? Like I use the word light up. What lights you up? What gets you excited? Or what are you called to? What? Mm. It's so unfortunate that people don't even, I don't know. This is my goal. No, 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 no. (laughs) What gets you excited? Unless you're excited about that goal. Right. What what do you get lost in? What do you lose time in? What do you look forward to? What do you get up for? Mm. You know, yeah, we're not programmed to. Although I do see that shifting too. I have a young daughter and- yeah, I'm seeing that shifting in her school and yeah, you know, we create our realities and Definitely. I, I see it moving more toward a more peaceful outcome there. Yeah. I agree, uh, which I think is a beautiful thing. It still takes time and is, I'd say, I, I'm hopeful that it happens in our generation that uh, in the next mm-hmm. like 20, 30, 40 years, like this really becomes more of a norm of these kinds of approaches and ways of living life uh but still there's a long way to go but i'm glad to hear that that's great to hear that your daughter and in her schooling like they're more edging toward that kind of oh sure mindfulness i mean you know where a child can kind of fully integrate that but oh absolutely my daughter Mm. sleeps with her crystals and oh absolutely (laughs) i know it's also no surprise because her mother clearly is so (laughs) interested in all these things (laughs) I literally, uh, Kevin, have a, a foam mattress on my bed and I have crystals inside, like an under it. So I sleep on a crystal bed. It's, I don't know if it's ridiculous, but I sleep great. So nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I have little crystals all over in my chairs and the corners of the room. And that's awesome. Very intentional. Very intentional. Right. Uh, I'm speaking of that, that just made me think of books. Cause there's a book that I read on crystals. Like I'd always yeah. been interested in crystals, but before oh. I read this book, like I didn't really know much about it and the actual okay. like real amazing healing properties of crystals, but sure. the book I'm familiar, I'm curious if you're familiar with it, but it's called the crystal Br- blueprint, um, by Beatrice Singer. Okay. I've seen it. No, okay. I've, I've seen it, but no, I'm not familiar. I haven't read it. Gotcha. All good. Um, she, but she does just... it provide... Yeah, she speaks to the quantum properties of crystals yes. and why that that is so connected to how crystals are powerful and helpful by using quantum physics um, yeah. and the approach and the things that have been now studied and proven over the last few decades. Wow. And it's really fascinating. But um, the only reason I know of that book is because we had mm-hmm. Beatrice Singer on the podcast like Wonderful. two or three years ago. Um, yeah. But on the topic of books, that, that was a long tangent for me getting to this question. Yeah. Um, you mentioned books that you've studied in yeah. getting yourself into more the spiritual approach, astrology, like healing, yeah. all of that. What have been your favorite books that you might recommend? I go back. There's a, oh, see, forgive me. I don't remember the author. I think it's Schwartz. Maybe I'm wrong. It's called The Soul's Plan. Okay. The Soul's Plan, The Soul's Purpose. Oh, it, it talks about... Um, how we choose our lives. We Mm. choose our challenges and our joys. We choose the experiences in our life. And what I love about that is it helps helps us find peace in the hard things. 
Mm. But again, it's all about growth and you choose to have a disabled child or to have a, a difficult relationship. Right. To usually to ascend or to grow or to learn and to kind of experience. I believe we're here to just experience this mm. human experience. Um, for me, I have found, especially for my clients, it helps make sense of things that don't make sense. Right. When somebody comes in and says, why didn't my baby girl die? I mean, <laughs> you know, those questions or um, how is it that I had a my own company and now I'm digging through trash, Jocelyn, like. How, how does this happen? Mm. It's, it, it, it just, it brings so much peace. And I know personally, if I'm struggling with anything, I just, that book just helps me go, oh, okay. That's it's great. all for growth and learning. And even the hard stuff and the stuff I want to run from, right? you just, you, you want to lean into it. Mm. Um, forgive me. I'll, I'll maybe send no, you the it. name of, I, I, Google's amazing. And I love that. That's okay. What, who's the author? This way. It's your, it's your soul's plan. Like you said, it's Robert Schwartz. Robert. Schwartz. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And awesome. I think he has a couple other ones. The soul's purpose perhaps, but it's sure. It's just beautiful. Breaks out. If you struggle with alcoholism or drug addiction or loss of a child or mm. um, abuse, those kinds of things. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And even just yeah. the subtitle of that, of like why his subtitle is like something like uh, why we choose, like why we choose certain things in our lifetime. Um, yeah. But there's other books on that. I'm forgetting authors that um, wrote about this too, but that like so many people believe this, but there are definitely books on it. It sounds like your soul's plan is one of them that yeah. us as souls, we choose to come into this time and space with certain parents, with certain siblings, with certain challenges, like and we literally choose of like when to show up in life so that we have unique challenges, but then also unique gifts that yes. connect with astrology and our birth chart and all that. Beautiful. I'm so glad you said that. Cause even, yep, absolutely. You, you, even the, the like the ley lines of the earth in mm. the location in which you were born. Right. Has an influence. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? It is very fascinating. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. I'm so grateful, so grateful. I have the best clients in the world. Mm, it's awesome. Yeah. Which, speaking of your clients, quick shout out to Bronte for connecting us as uh, yeah. one of our listeners. I'm sure she'll listen yeah. to this episode because she introduced us together. Um, yes. But yeah, this this conversation has been brilliant. So as yeah, we're, wonderful. it's amazing how time flies too. We're about 50 minutes in. Um, any final message, thought that you want to share with our listeners? as we come to a close for this episode? Yeah, you know, as a psychologist, I guess I'm speaking more as a psychologist here. I think if you're somebody who's gone through years and years and years of therapy, just traditional talk therapy through your insurance company, right? Just very traditional talk therapy. Oftentimes that can feel like oh, I've had six different therapists and I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still not any closer to loving myself or just discouraged. You can feel very discouraged. If you find yourself in that position, maybe a different approach would be mm. beneficial. And again, if they're watching this, I'm sure they're open to it, but right. we're out there. We are out there. And I guess to not, I guess to not give up on that. Cause so often people will say, oh, I'm not going to see a psychologist. I saw a psychologist and they told me I had this. 
but we're not all out to diagnose, right? We're not all out to um, just talk about what's wrong and your negative symptoms and the problems. There's a lot of us that that work with what aligns and what our strengths are and what works and to really, you know, where your energy, you know, where your, where whatever you focus on expands, right? So we focus on the positive and, oh, that's something I didn't mention too. I'm also a professor at a university here in Oregon. And so mm. I have the privilege of teaching positive psychology, which is so much of mindfulness and nice. strengths and wellness. And I'm sure you use a lot of that in your, I would imagine use a lot of that beautiful. I mean, so at the university level, I get to teach this stuff, which is mm. awesome because students are already there. I mean, again, it's so cool to see that. Right. They're telling me about their meditation practices and it's just so beautiful. So I guess I'm saying don't give up on traditional therapy if you find it hasn't yet worked for you right. because there are other modalities of therapy. Mm. Maybe you just haven't found them yet, mm. um, but we're out there. And I think more and more of us are feeling more comfortable saying that out loud. Right. A lot, a lot of my friends will go to traditional therapists and they'll say, oh, she was telling me about the chakras and we were, and I'm like, that's awesome. They right. may not advertise that, yep. but they're doing it because it works. Mm. It works. So. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing yeah. that again. That feels like a full circle because obviously beginning this episode and having you on the podcast, is like mm -hmm. how you blend very two seemingly different worlds, but they're not different. There's a lot, and heck, that's literally at the basis of our podcast, science and spirituality. Like they're yeah. not different. They really do have uh, a, a cons uh, what's the word for it? Like I think of a Venn diagram and that there's a middle ground for both of them. Right. And it sounds right. like you're doing that as well. And to, I love that last message is that there psychologists, therapists like you are out there. There are other approach approaches not to not give up because especially nowadays in our world, like there's, it seems like there's a lot more hopelessness because the I world know. is changing so much. But I was talking with my wife about this last night. I'd asked her the question because there's so much that is changing in our world that yeah. I asked her like, do you believe that the world is getting better or worse? Oh, good question. And she said both, but her answer was brilliant. And I agree with her wholeheartedly is that we're waking up and the process of waking up is seeing things that like patterns, thought patterns, energy that have been stuck there. And that is in, in its nature negative, but the yeah. only way we can actually heal it is by becoming aware of it first. So it seems like it's getting worse, but right. it's actually getting better because we are becoming more aware. I love how you said that it's, and I, and I, I share that sometimes with my clients when they're like, gosh, I'm just feeling everything. I'm like, honey, it's always been there. Mm. It's always been there. You're right. just seeing it now. It's just coming to the surface. And in energy healing, I didn't mention that. That's something that happens is you move things through, right? Energy mm. has to be released and you have to bring in what you want. You don't just release it. You you have to bring in what you want to kind of fill that in. Right. Because energy just flows and moves. We don't just get rid of it. Um, but you're right. It's but but think about what is what is that purpose? It's showing you something doesn't work. Right. It's showing you. Oh, this needs to change. It's highlighting something. So it's really a gift if we just look at it that way, right? Like in shift perspective, oh, yep. this is bad because it doesn't feel good. No, my dear, you are a human and that's mm. part of your human experience. And that is your body's message. That right. is your brain's message that something doesn't align. Yes. Something isn't congruent here. So let's fill it in with what is. 
Hmm. Let's fill it in with what is. Yeah, it's beautiful. And even like medical doctors, I have medical doctors refer to me. Um, so I'm see I'm really seeing it. Maybe it's my little bubble, but sure. or maybe what I create, I manifest, but I see it. Naturopaths hmm. talking to my clients. Yeah, my naturopath said that she had this channeled message and blah, blah, blah. Like that's fantastic. Nice. That they're so open and right. but again, the client believes it. Yep. So it allows for that dialogue. If the client didn't, it wouldn't, even if it could be beneficial, it's not going to align to their belief system. So right. it's not going to attach the same way. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, Jocelyn, this has been a great conversation. So thank you for being here. Oh, likewise. Thank you for doing this, Kevin, really for bringing mm. us together, or having a platform where we can, we can do this and connect with each other. You're welcome. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. And, um, if someone is interested in connecting with you, where can they find you? So you can find me online. Um, probably my website would be the best place to go. It's at Jocelyn with an S. I'm a Jocelyn with an S at Soul Fusion. That's the name of my business. Hmm. LLC um, dot org is what it is. And I'll, Excellent. yeah, I'll show that with you as well. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because yeah. I have your website of uh, soulfusionllc.org. Um, okay. But yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I will include that link. Um, you have a couple other like links there that we'll share as well, but, um, yeah, it's been great talking with you today. So thank you for being here. Likewise. Thank you, Kevin. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.